Did any of you get a surprise this Christmas? Maybe you received a gift that you've always wanted but didn't think you'd get. Or maybe you got one that missed the mark spectacularly. I've had a few of both in my time. One of my best surprises ever happened when I was a teenager. My uncle and my aunt dropped by unexpectedly. My mother quickly knocked up a batch of scones and we spent the afternoon drinking tea and catching up on family news. But there was another surprise coming which I totally didn't expect, which, if you think about it, is the nature of surprises. We just don't think they're coming. Just as my uncle was leaving, he turned to me and handed me a £50 note. This was a huge amount of money in the late 60s. Treat yourself to some contact lenses, he said. Now, I had been longing for contact lenses, but my parents just couldn't afford them. They were far more expensive in those days. As a teenager, I was really conscious of my NHS spectacles, which were most unflattering. They were made out of metal, and they had coiled wire springy bits that hooked over my ears to hold them on. Um, to hold my glasses on, not my ears, by the way. <laughs> Ironically, this style is fashionable now, and one of my daughters has a pair that looks almost identical, but at the time, they certainly weren't fashionable, and I hated them. As you can imagine, I was completely dumbstruck by this generous gift. But as I hinted, surprises aren't always welcome. And this was certainly true of the wise men's arrival in Jerusalem. They went straight to Herod's palace. After all, palaces are where you'd expect to find a royal baby. Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews, they asked. We saw his star when it rose in the east, and we've come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. Hang on a minute. Surely this baby king was a good surprise. After all, Judea was longing and waiting for the Messiah. Their country was currently under Roman rule. The Jews longed to be set free from their oppressors. They longed to see the golden age of King David restored. So why was there such turmoil in Jerusalem when these visitors arrived bringing such unexpected news? For Herod, the answer was simple. If a new king had indeed been born, he was a threat and he needed to be eliminated. Why did Herod react so strongly? Well, although he'd been raised as a Jew, Herod wasn't fully Jewish. He was never totally accepted by the Jews. His power and his authority came from Rome. A new Jewish king could provoke an uprising. Rome would act swiftly to remove Herod if there was any trouble, and Herod knew it. As Herod grew older, he became increasingly paranoid that people were plotting against him. 
He murdered several members of his own family and would stop at nothing to keep hold of his power. Herod's reaction was predictable and extreme. But why were the people of Jerusalem so alarmed? To begin with, the Jews were nervous of Herod. His anger was notorious. They would also have been suspicious of these foreigners with their story of kings and stars. If a new Jewish king had indeed been born, why hadn't God told them? Why ever would God reveal such a thing to Gentiles? They seemed to have forgotten how regularly God used unexpected people to do unexpected things throughout the course of their long history. God's message is clear. Those we consider to be on the outside are equally, if not more, deserving of God's grace. The wise men are just another example of God's upside-down kingdom breaking in, where outsiders become the bearers of God's message, while the religious leaders missed the chance to see what God was doing because their minds were closed. I wonder if any of them regretted that decision later on. And this made me begin to think of all the times I may have missed God's call, simply because it looked or sounded different to what I expected. Herod's reaction to these stargazers showed that he actually took their story very seriously. He called together the chief priests and teachers of the law and asked them where the Messiah was to be born. Their answer was instant. From the book of Micah, chapter 5, verse 2, it had to be Bethlehem. Now Bethlehem is less than six miles away from Jerusalem, yet none of the religious leaders chose to check out the wise men's story for themselves. They knew these scriptures, but their hearts were unmoved. Did they even pause to ask God the truth of the matter? Perhaps they didn't want to hear the truth. Perhaps they just wanted to keep things as they were. When Herod rebuilt the temple, their power and influence had increased. Maybe they didn't want anything to threaten that. A new king would mean change. They preferred to stick with what they knew. And as a result, they missed out on God's blessing. In total contrast, the wise men had set out without knowing where the star would lead them. Though the journey was long and difficult, they persevered until they eventually found the child Jesus in a place that was totally different to what they expected. But as they stared at him, their hearts rejoiced. They realized that this was the child they had been seeking. So there, in that unlikely place, these unlikely visitors bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts. God has always been the God of surprises. 
doing things we don't expect, in places we don't expect, at times we don't expect, using people we don't expect, which is great because it means he can use any one of us anywhere. He can use us in our workplace. He can use us in our homes. He can use us when we're out on the street just bumping into a neighbor and having a conversation. This passage reminds us that nowhere is off limits to God. In fact, it's almost as if God prefers the unlikely places. So what holds us back from hearing his voice, from reading the signs, from following wherever he may lead us? What stops us from opening our treasures and offering him our gifts, from bowing down and worshipping him? Maybe it's because we want to be in control of our life, even though this last year has comprehensively demonstrated that none of us is ever in complete control of our circumstances, however much we might like to be. Or maybe we're like the religious teachers and leaders. They didn't want to change. They knew the words of scripture, but they didn't allow themselves to be stirred by them. Have we got too comfortable with the way things are? It can be really scary stepping out into the unknown. It often feels easier to stick with what we know. But if the wise men had stuck with what they knew, they would never have found Jesus. The wise men's journey wasn't easy. And I wonder if some of us have stopped trying because it just seems too hard. Maybe we've given up on praying for people because we can't see any progress from our prayers. Maybe we've been trying to do something that God has asked us to do, but we've, we've given up on it. Somehow we've lost our path along the way, a bit like the wise men who ended up in Herod's palace. It can be really easy to go off course when we're following God. Herod's palace seemed very sensible at the time, but sometimes the rational choice is the wrong one and the unlikely choice is the correct one. Has God ever asked you to do something that seemed so crazy at the time that you thought it couldn't possibly be right and you didn't do it and you've been left with a feeling of disappointment or a missed opportunity? Here's the thing. The wise men may have gone in the right, wrong direction but God still remained in control. And what I love about this particular reading is that God used Herod to direct the wise men towards Bethlehem. Isn't that crazy? God laughs at the powers of this world and then he subverts them so that ultimately they serve his purposes. Nothing can stop God's plans. The enemy may try to delay them, but he cannot stop them. Moreover, the moment the wise men left Herod 
and headed in the right direction, the star reappeared and guided them to Jesus. So if you're feeling lost at the moment, do what the wise men did and ask for directions. Ask God to lead you back onto the right path. Ask God to give you another opportunity to follow the plans that he has for you. Ask him to show you how you can worship him, how you can serve him. And keep your eyes open for signs that he's leading you. It might be something random that you read or that you see or something that somebody says to you in a completely different context will suddenly spark you and you'll realise, whoa, that's God speaking to me. That's him confirming what I should do. And remember that God uses unlikely people in unlikely places to do unlikely things. So it might be the most unlikely encounter that pushes you back into God's path. When the wise men saw Jesus for the first time, they opened their treasures, they bowed down and they worshipped him. And I just wonder if for some of you there's something you've been holding back on God that he's asked you to give him that he's asked you to offer him and you've hold, held back on it but actually that's closed God's blessing from you and maybe he's saying right now release this to me and then you'll find my blessing released over you when we hold back on God the only person that we damage is ourselves the only people that we damage are those who could receive God's blessing through us. Only we didn't give it to them. So Father God, I pray right now that you would be speaking individually to everyone who has heard these words. I pray that you'd highlight for them the point that they need to take action on. And I pray that you'd stir us all to follow you more closely and to listen to you more carefully this new year. Amen.